0: Welcome to This Week Health. This is a conference campaign where we chat with our partners about the exciting initiatives they have going on in healthcare. As you know, we have a couple of great conferences coming up, and we want to give you the opportunity to know some of the great solutions that will be at Vive and HIMSS and how you can find them there. Let's get right to it. Today, we have a little pre-conference action. I'm looking forward to this conversation. We're going to look at the future of the patient room, how AI is being used today to spark clinical automation, and we're going to do that with Serious Healthcare's Imran Salim and also Artisite's founder and CEO, Dr. Andrew Gostein. Andrew, are you the founder or are there multiple?
1: Two co-founders, Tim Kobe and Garrett Lawrence.
0: Okay. I want to make sure we give enough credit out there. Well, good morning, gentlemen, and, and welcome to the show. Good morning thanks for providing us a sneak peek into some of the things that you guys are going to be showcasing at the conference. Andrew, we've spoken on the show before and since then I've actually seen the technology in action. I've spoken to a few of your clients and As a former CIO for a health system, it's one of the most exciting technologies I've taken a look at in a long time. I'm excited to be talking about it again with you. Imran, we'll start with you.
2: So so Bill, the most exciting thing for me is what Andrew's technology helps us in IT as well as the healthcare industry, right? We've all done IT for a long time. This is some of the best technology I've seen in a decade. And really the reason for is it actually brings value right to the clinical staff. So as you know, 70% of the health system is clinical, 30% is non. And this is really where it marries the two together. So you've got a piece of technology that helps with clinical satisfaction, nurse satisfaction, with the use of IT and pretty immediate value. So that's what I'm excited about is to be able to tell people about this, show it, and see the
0: excitement. No, no pressure, Andrew. Most exciting technology in a decade. And I'm saying it's one of the most exciting things I've seen since becoming a CIO in healthcare. What are you doing? Why should people be excited about this technology? I would say we cheat.
1: We actually listen to the end user. So the, the nurses, the doctors, the 70%, the people that are providing all of the services and taking care of all of the patients, we listen to them. You know, and as a practicing clinician, i I identified a lot of my own problems, and we matured these technologies with the help of artificial intelligence, which can now, for the first time, start to enable us to become more productive. It can, for the first time, take a lot of the clinician's problems off of their plate.
0: All right, so people are gonna, the, the immediate thing is, okay, how are you doing this? I heard some of the use cases just this past weekend uh, one of your clients was in a meeting I was in, and and she was sharing the, some really exciting use cases. And it sounds like really the sky's the limit, but I'd like for you to start with some of the use cases, and then we'll come back and talk about the underlying technology itself.
1: Sure. So I think the ones that are getting highlighted a lot right now are really to help address staffing shortages, which are, are really now top of mind for healthcare CEOs. So a lot of what we're applying our technologies to are to help address nursing shortages, clinician shortages. Now, just from my own experience and in talking to these these clients, the nursing shortage is the thing that is causing them the biggest headache. So we've developed tools to make the nurses have fewer frustrations with their jobs. So using camera systems to reduce the amount of documentation that nurses have to do using camera systems to prevent patient falls, using camera systems to monitor, in an anonymized fashion, hand hygiene compliance. There's a lot of other solutions for a lot of different problems in the hospital, but we have a single platform to address many of them in a way that does it more cost-efficiently so that the clinicians themselves don't have to do an endless stream of documentation to support the other solutions out there.
0: It's interesting because it immediately becomes so, okay, how are you doing that? And what does this look like? And you have a a device right behind you that's, you know, is that your your telehealth device behind you or is that one of your devices?
1: It's one of the mobile cameras that we manufacture here in the United States that can provide data or automation to a number of problems in the hospital.
0: Let's talk about the solution. A little bit because the the solution is interesting. It's pretty easy to deploy. Uh, It's pretty standard equipment and then bring up some questions. As we start to talk about it, people will have the normal questions about AI and the black box and all those things. So I I, want to get to those things. Talk about the platform and the technology that gets deployed.
1: Sure. So at our core, we're purely a software company and we didn't want to be in a position where we had just one type of camera that we could work with. So we developed our technology to be hardware agnostic. Almost any camera that goes into a hospital, any speaker, microphone, we can use that analog data stream to extract and structure data about a problem in the hospital. So it's on top of that hardware agnostic infrastructure that we deploy algorithms to structure data about different pain points for the hospital, whether it's the hand hygiene problem or remote patient monitoring or remote nursing assistance, we can use that single camera, whether it's from AXIS, Hanwa, anyone, to provide a lot of these services. What we typically do is go in, start addressing some of the immediate pain points, but that also drags in the entire platform To solve future problems that the hospital might not even know they have yet. And it's really that future proofing of the hospital to eliminate a need for an RFP every time a problem bubbles up. They can be starting with a platform that's fully integrated and deployed to address their future problems more rapidly. You
0: know, this is interesting to me because we hear the word platform thrown around a lot. This is truly a platform. So when I described this to somebody, I said, anywhere where you'd place like, a college student with a clipboard to say, check, is this whatever? And they could see that the video stream is essentially capturing that data. It's sitting there going, did hand-washing occur? The ulcer patient, where they turned, is the room clean? I mean, anything that would sound pretty basic, but these are challenging problems in a hospital and they, they create work for somebody to track them and, and make them happen. So the computer sits there, it creates a video stream that's constantly going back and being reviewed. And the reason I say it's a true platform is that video stream can come from anything. The power, as you say, your software company, the power is in the, in the software. When you decide, Hey, we want to look for something different in the room, or we want to place this camera in a supply closet and start to monitor supplies. You can just program it, teach it. This is what you're looking for. And now you end up with all sorts of new use cases.
1: Yeah, so to some extent, it would be, to use your analogy, a college student with infinite knowledge of all hospital problems. So if you could place a college student that understood the supply chain in the supply room that could record information with their eyes, we can do that. If you want a college student that you can put in the patient room and monitor to prevent falls, prevent pressure ulcers, to monitor hand washing compliance as people enter and leave the room, we can do that. If you want a college student that can use their eyes to understand what step of a surgical procedure they're on. Are they ahead of schedule? Are they behind? What instruments are they using? Do they need all of these instruments that are in the operating room? We have algorithms to focus on that. We have algorithm structures that can solve problems people haven't even thought of yet. So doing eye tracking for EMR navigation, developing algorithms to understand the different alarms, looking at waveforms coming off the arterial lines or CVP lines. All of that infrastructure is there. We just need a hospital to tell us that this is the problem that they want to address with our technology.
0: I'm gonna come back to privacy and security in a minute, because that's usually the next question. Imran, I want to come to you at Sirius Healthcare, you guys launched something called Patient Room Next. When you launched that, I sort of sat back and was like, well, so how are you guys gonna to- you know, do the crystal ball thing to figure out what is actually next. Talk talk a little bit about that concept and how Artisite fits into that concept. Yeah,
2: so great, great question, Bill. Uh, So one of the guys that works for me, Fred Holston had an idea of patient room next. He's had it for 10 years now and he's wanted to launch it and keep doing that. Unfortunately, technology wasn't there. We started looking at it probably about four years back to come to market. And uh, frankly, what helped it was COVID right? There was a huge need now to to get vitals from patients and treat patients without actually touching them physically and to get all that data. So um, Andrew, I, Fred started talking, I believe it was about three years ago at that time, we really focused on thermal cameras. And then Andrew and I started talking, going, what else do you do? And as we started talking through this, Fred had built a patient room next with approximately almost close to two dozen vendors. And there's no way I can go to a healthcare organization that say, hey, by the way, I need you to buy 2,000 more applications to make something happen. We had to get to a platform. And to credit to Andrew and his team, he slowly started chipping away each of those vendors and what they did and in incorporating that into his platform. So when we launched Patient Room Next in July of last year, in 2021, Andrew, so Andrew was one of three software vendors we were using for a platform for patient group next. So Andrew had sucked in over a dozen other capabilities within his platform at that point in time. So now I can actually go to our clients and say, let us give you a platform approach. So that's why it was so exciting to me.
0: Wow. Now I think people understand why I'm excited about it as a CIO. Anytime, you know, we had a thousand applications, anytime you could say you're starting to talk about taking a dozen or even two dozen out that simplifies the entire infrastructure itself and the communication and the integration, all the things that you have to do. Andrew, doctors don't want to be watched seven by 24, 365. They don't want someone looking over their shoulder. What's the answer to that?
1: You have to anonymize the data. And so again, being a clinician, I realized if I were to record this data, if I were to play big brother on the clinician's will never be invited into these clinical environments to help the clinicians. And so it was only after fully de-risking the platform for the clinicians would we be able to deploy this infrastructure. So again, to highlight, we don't save any video unless it's anonymized video. So surgical video, any out-of-body footage, that's automatically removed. Only internal video would be stored, for example. Patient room footage, we never store any data. Ceiling camera footage from the operating rooms, we don't store any video. It's only the algorithmic output of the events. Uh, A patient entered the operating room. We'll identify that event with the computer vision and save the timestamp and the event name, but we're not gonna save a video of that. You have to fully de-risk this for the hospitals and the clinicians And after you eliminate that risk, that fear of Big Brother, the potential for that video to be used against a health system in the event of a lawsuit, then you've built a platform that can deliver the value without the fear of Big Brother.
0: All right. So I think everybody's wondering right now, it's like, where does this really smart platform reside? Am I streaming data to Google, to Amazon, to Microsoft Azure, I mean, where does it reside? Where's it doing the processing? And I guess we don't have to talk about where it stores the video because it it doesn't, it just streams out into the ether.
1: Yeah. So really think of the camera as a digital window. It's not like a classic security camera system where you're doing closed circuit recording. It is just a, a light sensor that is streaming a different type of data to a server. That server could be in your institution. It could be in the cloud. We, again, are very agnostic to where you want this processing to occur. We did have some foresight and understanding of our clients to realize that most of them would want to do it on site, but we are seeing a lot of migration to the cloud. And we would do that in our client's cloud environment. So it's not our cloud. It's always on a server secured and provisioned by the hospital system so that they don't have to fear that we're exporting or extracting these videos outside of their control. Again, all behind the health system firewall or in their cloud environment under their full purview and
0: control. So you're, you're deploying the AI into their environment? Correct. So
1: we have a whole bunch you know, kind of beneath the surface here that is operating to make sure that we can manage all of the infrastructure for them behind the health system firewall coming in through their normal VPN provisioning process to make sure that we can monitor all of this, know if a camera goes down, know if a server is at capacity to make sure that we stay ahead of any problems for them in an environment that they're most
0: comfortable with. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you for coming on the show. If people want more information about this, can they catch up with you at Vive or HIMSS? We will
2: both be there. Obviously, uh, Sirius is a CDW company now. So we will be located at the CDW booth, both Artisite and uh, Sirius.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to catching up with the two of you at the event. And anyone who, who wants to reach out to me as well, I, I will say this, your, your clients are excited about it. They're excited about not only the things that you're doing today, but, but really about the things they can do in the future because you really unlock their creativity with this kind of platform and it gives them a, a whole new tool set to, to play with. So very exciting stuff. Thanks for listening. I hope you're as excited about this stuff that Sirius and Artisite are doing together as I am. That's just a small taste of it. If you want to hear more, you can stop by the HIMSS booth 2059. That is the CDW booth at the HIMSS conference. You could hear more about what they're doing as well. We're also going to be recording a podcast in their booth with Sirius and NVIDIA on Tuesday the 15th. And I'd love to have you drop in and get a sneak preview on that upcoming show as well. At Vive, you're going to hear more about Artisite and Sirius as well. So, track them down at that show as well. I hope to see you all at the Vive and Him show. If you see me there, stop by, say hi. Love to talk to you. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.